and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host today, Chili, um, where we talk about PlayStation news, reviews, and all that good video game stuff. Um, though you might hear some random swearing and some random shouting at people that I've never heard of because the football's on. Um, but to celebrate video games and stuff, we have a Gary Baxter-Zaroff. Hey, hey, Gary. And stuff. Let's go with the end stuff part. <laughs> I am here. I am here, Ben. I am here for you. Yay. I am also here. Always for and forever. <laughs> chim chimini, chim chimini, chim chim churu. How okay, you doing, man? <laughs> I'm I'm alright, Ben. I'm alright. Uh, been up to much I this was week? great. I was great on Thursday. Oh yeah. Thursday was I, I heard you <laughs> I heard you pooped your pants a bit in excitement. Uh, yeah, it was one great announcement after another for me. So, can we can we hear some of them? A teaser? Uh, sure. Um, I I pulled the one card I've been waiting for since Dragon Ball Super ended. Oh, you pulled uh, Super Saiyan Hercule. Yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna come in April, I'm sure. <laughs> I will April grind this. I hope it gets an easy A. <laughs> I will. You know, you know what's sad about those April Fools ones is yeah. that you—they're never gonna bring them back. I know because I missed the Yamcha one and I missed the. Yeah, the Yamcha is great. Where he's flipping you off and it's yeah. censored. Fantastic. I don't have any Cybermen. No, sad face. Yeah. But you got the Bulma, yeah, the Pippi Gals, Bulma, Bulma yeah. and everybody else. Yeah. With ten-year-old Pan over there. I still hate the stats on that though. <laughs> well, you can't even use the card. I know. <laughs> it's just there, <laughs> doing yeah. nothing. But, Taking up space. Yeah. No, no, I I pulled the Goku and Frieza LR card. Um, super super happy about that. I'm super um, jealous about that. I mean, great, good work. <laughs> <laughs> and and a bunch of other stuff happened, so yeah. it was a good day. Uh, I guess, I guess it was okay. And what was, it was great. It was a great day. We've got. Uh, please send me Tim nudes. Tim nudes. Oh my god, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Nah, okay. That's better considering how you've been shouting the last hour because of the, the, the footballs. So I'll take that answer. Um, you've been up to much? Well, if you wanted a truthful answer, Ben, you should ask about that. No, I'll <laughs> take this one. I'll take the false sense of happiness. How? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Tim? Mm, not too much. Uh, you too pulled a sexy LR. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. I I, I didn't. <laughs> I got. I still. I'm still sorry that after 250 stones, I got one featured unit. <laughs> That's some shit. It's not even the fact that I didn't get LR Goku Vegeta. It's, it's the freezer. I mean, it's just that I got one featured unit in 250 stones. I didn't even get the topo or the. Fit boo because I still haven't got a fit boo, or um, you know, the Ribbian that I wanted because Ribbian's cute. Uh, 
No, I don't get any of those. I just get Android 17s and 18s. Um, they're better than you think they are. I know they're really good. It's just that Android 17, its best unit is Android 17, so I can't run it with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as good as they are, and I'll use them because I'm happy that I finally got to you know rainbow one of them. I would have taken literally anything else. Literally anything else. Oh well. Anyway, this isn't the Doken Battle podcast. We had that before. This is the PlayStation podcast. And we should start with some good news for Tim, I guess. Um, Best Studios announced Wolfenstein 3 coming to the PS4. Confirms. Yeah, the company I just said that started the speech. I'll take it. I'll take more Wolfenstein any day. I still haven't played the previous ones, but the studio is currently mm-hmm. working on Wolfenstein Young Blood. There's also a PSVR experience called Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot due to launch in 2019. So I expect Wolfenstein 3 to be a cross-generation game, probably with the PS4 and PS5. I'm guessing. Maybe. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um, so, Tim, are you excited about this Wolfenstein 4 being announced? 3 being announced? Sorry, I skipped 3. I went to 4. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Do you, uh, is, there any way you, is there any way you want to know how the series will progress? Is there anything you're looking forward to? I'm not sure. Like they, I don't know if I really want to go into spoilers or not, but a very significant thing took place in the second one that basically finished off what took place in the first one and the second one. Okay. So um, I think the second one only has uh, the next one only has like one outcome, one focus. So we'll Is see. Is it kill Cyber Hitler? Um, no, Hitler is still alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. That pesky Hitler. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it I was watching recently where he goes back? Oh. Deadpool. What? Deadpool 2. I finally watched Deadpool 2 recently and that after, after credits scene was funny. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers. It's been out for a long time. In fact, we just only got it in England on DVD and Blu-ray. We've all seen it here. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not that excited for Wolfenstein Three. I, I would be if I'd played the previous ones. That's yeah, I, I just. I don't really. I I wasn't the biggest fan of two, not at all. I thought it went way too out there. Should I say I'm excited for it for fans of the series? No, you can be excited for it, but you can be excited for it. Yeah. It's just, I'm not excited for it. That's good. Um, so I guess we'll go to something that you are probably excited for. 
I'm hoping, probably, I'm guessing, maybe, I don't know. I'm going to say his name wrong again and you're going to get angry, but... Gerald? Gerald. 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 Oh, damn it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Geralt's voice actor from the Witcher games talks Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, what does he say? Uh, I'm not working on Cyberpunk 2077, actually, so I don't have to lie about that. Whether I will or not is a different question. They've kind of hit that they want me to get me involved in some way, shape, or form, but what might that be? Who knows? That may never happen. I mean, to be fair, I'm not exactly shocked. I mean, it's a completely different genre with completely different characters and a completely different storyline. They don't have to bring back a previous voice actor for that. Though, I'm guessing he will appear as, like, an Easter egg. You know. Well, the thing, like, in The Witcher 3, um, Siri, the girl he's searching for in The Witcher 3, uh, tells him about all the world, different worlds she's traveled to, and she specifically describes one that is the cyberpunk universe. Ah, cool. So, technically, she has visited the cyberpunk universe, so she may appear... Maybe as some random Easter egg or a side quest, like some weird woman appears, you know? Yeah. It could be like a cross thing in a way, but I think it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, then I expect her to make her like a, even if it's just a recorded dialogue, you know, that you might find. mm -hmm. That might be a thing then. So, you excited for Cyberpunk? I am excited for Cyberpunk. I think that game looks incredibly detailed. Um, they clearly have put a lot of thought and love into that world. It doesn't sound and like they... it's as open world as Witcher, though. I'm fine with that. It's yeah. a first-person perspective, so I wouldn't personally want it to be as open as The Witcher. Yeah. Um, plus, it's a lot easier to do an open world in The Witcher than it is in Cyberpunk, yeah. I would assume. Witcher is mostly open fields with small towns here and there. Whereas this is one giant city. A very pretty so, city. Well, pretty might not be the right word to say, but a very graphically intensive city. <laughs> that is true, yeah. yeah. That's a good thing. With but, boobies. But, you know, to me, like I don't really care if he's doing a voice or not. I don't see why people are that into the idea that he has to be in the game. That's like people just expecting Naughty Dog to announce a game and they expect Nolan North to be a character in their game. It's like, it's not like he works for them. He doesn't have a contract that he has to work for them. You know, just because this voice actor did the voice of a character that they, of a game that they specifically made does not mean he has to be in all their games. Um, Nolan North in Gran Turismo. <laughs> that would be the day <laughs> you know I'm just saying like yeah. it's cool they, they say they want him involved in some way shape or form whatever that is I don't know well as I um, said it could just be a recorded dialogue if you know if Siri that's the name of the woman isn't it yeah in uh, the Witcher yeah it jumps from universe to universe and maybe it's possible you know like I said, she might be, but he specifically has never, so. 
It'll be interesting to see what they do. If I'm guessing, I'm gonna guess there'll be some throwbacks to Witcher. Yeah, just as like yeah, like maybe action. Uh, yeah, like action figures. I think yeah, something no, cool maybe. like that. You know where it's where well, it's like they lit. did in Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, but it won't be like it'll look like it to us. It'll be like an Easter egg, but in in the game, it's just like some characters they've made up. You know. Mm-hmm. No, we'll see. I mean, who knows when that game is going to come out? Still no release 2077. No oh, okay. Um, that... So PlayStation 6, huh? <laughs> I'm expecting it to look a lot better than it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be running at 8K, so... The graphics won't be that much better. <laughs> uh, have you got any more opinions on this, Gary? No, no. Tim, do you have any opinions on the voice actor returning, possibly maybe for an Easter egg, maybe, I don't know, who knows, whatever, with the cyberpunks? No. Are you excited at all for cyberpunks? I'm going to take the silence as a no. Yes and no. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yes and no. That sounds how I feel about the game. I look forward to it, but I also don't look forward to buying it and instead just watching it on Twitch. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I don't know how anybody can do that. There's certain games I really like doing that, like um, Telltale games. I don't like playing them anymore. But I do just... In, I, Telltale games feel like a movie to me now, and I just like watching them on... watching people play them on Twitch. It's fun. I can't I can't watch other people playing a game on TV. Or oh, you on know the computer. What, you know what else I'm going to be watching? Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is included in the Odyssey Season Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now I will personally say that is probably the best season pass anybody has ever done. Why? Because it's got Ask Creed Free, the return of the Assassin Turkey. Well, no, they're giving you two games. They're giving you that and Liberation, Liberation. as well. Yeah. Did they say and... the price of this season pass? No, I don't know. Seventy pounds. That I don't know. <laughs> Plus, you get the DLC. Yeah. Story DLC for Assassin's Creed as well. So. Which is the lost tale of Greece. It got lost. And Kratos killed everyone. The fate of Atlantis as well. Kratos killed everyone. Kratos killed everyone. <laughs> it's the Assassin's Creed God of War crossover you never knew happened. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Legacy of the First Blade. Where... Push the players in the shoes of the very first hero to ever wield an assassin's blade, which I'm sure they've already done before. I guess they're re, re, reconning, reconnering the backstory as they attempt to shape the course of history. Due to Kalkoff in December 2018, episodes for this arc were released every six weeks for free installments. That's oh, that's quite that's quite a long period, actually, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And then the second, which is the fate of Atlantis, which will be, uh, you'll be fighting some Gorgons, Minotaurs, and more. I'm fine with that. The fate of Atlantis is set to begin in spring 2019, 
We have set to release. Aquaman, Aquaman better appear in that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. What you don't know is Assassin's Creed Odyssey is actually a prequel to the Justice League movie that Justice League game that Rocksteady's making. It's also a prequel to God of War. Yeah, it's a prequel to everything. <laughs> well, you got to remember, Assassin's Creed Origins was the prequel to Final Fantasy XV, so... Oh my god, don't. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> remember with, um, what you call its face, appearing in the... Um, the other main Yes, villain. I know. Hard-on. 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 Oh my god. Hard-on. 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 Appearing in the uh, Egyptian, Egyptian uh, what's it, pyramid, did he? Uh, in in uh, paintings and stuff, yeah, yeah, in the murals, it was there. Yeah. New opening the mur- mural was what released him to the world. So, wow, good That's work, terrible. everyone. And he waited a billion years to appear, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I wonder what he was doing. Well, he had to see, well, to be fair, he had to wait for them to finish Fantasy Fifteen so he could appear in it. Oh my god. <laughs> so, you know, Egypt to. Uh, now, he pretty much. He, 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 he timed it well. Really, he rushed it. That's terrible. Huh? Huh? Can you imagine if Square is like, oh yeah, all the Final Fantasy games are in one universe? Well, seven like, and ten. Like, like they decided to make Zelda like a timeline. All the Zelda games are in a timeline. I'm like. That Square technically sense. has done that in a way with you know Fantasy fourteen. Uh, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is like um, GT, where yeah. it's just the spell. <laughs> <laughs> no, Fantasy fourteen storyline says that each Final Fantasy game runs in its own parallel world, and fourteen is in the middle of it, and that's why sometimes they can slip in for crossovers. Yeah, that's how Lightning turned up, and that's how certain characters have heard of. Yeah, you know, that's why they've heard of Kefka and Xdef because the yeah you know, the legends have sleep through you know sleep you know slipped through. So, but seven and ten share the same universe. You know that, right? Please don't. You did know that, right? I didn't know that, and I don't want to know that. Uh, yeah, ten point two is the is that is actually. A prequel to seven because the um, if I'm rightly, the remember the uh, little kid in 10.2 his name was Shinra and then his his, his ancestors invent the Makia reactor and make the Shinra corporation thank you Ben for ruining Final Fantasy 7 for me now <laughs> uh, hey, it's, you it's told not... me my, my most disliked Final Fantasy is in the same universe. Great. Which one's that? Ten? Yes. Okay. Well, at least, yeah, at least you've not read about the plot of Ten Free, right? <laughs> Have you heard of the plot of Ten Free? <laughs> no. Have you? No. Okay. I'm going to tell you the best parts, right? I don't remember all of it, but these are my favorite parts. And spoilers to anyone who doesn't know about it, you can read it actually in the 10.2 remaster on PS4. So if you want to read about it more, go there. But in this 10.3 storyline, 
Sin comes back somehow. And Titus also comes back. But then he gets killed by Yuna. Well, Titus doesn't exist, so how does he come back? Uh, basically, the, uh, the prayers bring him back. Oh my god. And Yuna kills him again. <laughs> and also, Oren has a daughter. Don't ask me how he has a daughter, but he has one. So, ten free, everyone. Oh. Trash. That's Absolutely. why I hope they never make it into a video game because it is the worst fan fiction I've ever read in my life. And I go to fanfiction dot com the org sometimes. So. <laughs> sometimes, sure. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes. You know what's good fan fiction though? Oh, before I go on, Tim, do you got anything to comment? No. Okay. So some good fan fiction that I never thought would happen. Crash Bandicoot Racing listed for PS4 in the PlayStation survey. Looks like Woo-hoo! PlayStation may have left the Bandicoot out of the bag. Crash Bandicoot Racing is listed the PS4 game in a new survey. Following the success of the Insane Trilogy, activity will not be crazy not to release blah blah blah. Uh, but furthermore, we earlier this year we called a window of a five-year plan to create games in the Crash Bandicoot franchise. So basically, we're going to probably see a new Crash Bandicoot game in 2019. Does that mean it's going to be Crash Team Racing? I'm going to go with please. Me too. If it's a new racing game based on the Crash universe, don't even bother. Because you're not going to compete with Mario Kart. Oh my god. But <laughs> could it, I want it to have be the original Crash Team Racing with improved graphics and online play. And then they can have my money. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Crash Team Racing uh, was the closest competition Mario Kart ever had. Um, what about it, Speed In my Freaks? opinion... Oh my god. No, in my opinion, Crash Team was even better than Mario Kart at the time. Um, but, yeah, if if you're not going to do... like, It's a big difference to me remastering, you know, the Crash games and remastering Crash Team Racing. Yeah. Because I feel like there's going to be a lot more that has to go into it. Um, with the, especially in the balancing department. Um, yeah, especially if you go it online. Yeah, and you put online functionality in it if they do that. Um, I want it, but in a way, I know Activision's going to do it, and that's what worries me the most. And we still won't get Waluigi. Okay, we're getting Isabella. That's way better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So, yeah, Crash Team Racing. I can't wait. Looks good. I will probably bite that. I'll eat it up. Yeah, I love Crash Team Racing, so... Tim, you looking forward to Crash Team Racing? Not at all. Why, Ben? Or why, why, Tim? I've never played it. Well, now Mm -hmm. you can. And I'm not buying it. Mm -hmm. Well, now I can for you. Okay. (laughs) 
depending on release time and window. Because <laughs> we have no idea if it even, even exists. We're just guessing. And knowing it's half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gary, I guess you're really looking forward to it. I am. Because I did enjoy very much Crash Team Racing. I mean, they have it. Oh, that! But it's not as fun to play by. You're talking about the PS One um... classic, yeah, the PS One classic. Yeah. Oh. oh, and I guess I should mention that Fantasy Fourteen patch is Tuesday, but I'll do. That's enough about that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the patch, and it's a 24-hour maintenance beforehand, but. You know, you can go check out Phoenix Down Radio with the amazing Klaus, me, and this week Fusion X at phoenixdownradio.com to find out more about those what? stuff. I want a cool name like that. <laughs> Fusion X is awesome. I don't have cool names. Fine, I'll think of a cool name for the next next podcast for you. How about that? Okay. Uh, by the way, we're talking about Final Fantasy. I can't find the news article right now, but I remember there was a load of Final Fantasy games announced during this week for both Switch, Xbox, and PS4. Um, Final Fantasy. Oh, most of most of it is already out on PS4. No, not all of it. Um, There's only two that announced that they announced that's coming to PS4. Final Fantasy Max. Well, the World of Final Fantasy Maxima. Is yes. an update that's coming to PS4 for people that own the previous World of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Final Fantasy Everybody's Chocobo coming to PS4 in December, which is a sequel to the mm-hmm. Chocobo Mystery Dungeon games. Yes, Mystery Dungeon. And then you've got Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles coming in 2019. Yes, you do. Uh, which is Switch and PS4. So. And then Switch and Xbox owners have Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10.2, and 12 to look forward to. Uh, the Skip It 8, which I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now that 8 will be announced at PSX for PS4 this year. Why? Because tw- next year is the 20th anniversary of 8. Oh, God. So I'm guessing that's why it's not announced for the Switch, because the PlayStation will probably have, like, a year's exclusivity, either at this year's PSX or next year's PSX to celebrate. It's already been out on PC for almost a year. Yeah, I know. That's why they'll announce it as (laughs) console exclusivity. Oh, man. You know, them buzzwords. I guess so. But that's just a theory. Anyway, we don't know. No idea. They might just skip it because they hate 8. I mean, they've lost all the source code for 8, so... Yeah. Good work there, Square. They seem to lose a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. And while we're talking about good work, did you know that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will play a lot like Force Unleashed? Which is the new game by some company. Uh, Respawn. Some company? (laughs) Some company, the makers of the best first-person shooter of the Time generation. Time for two. There you go. Um, 
Respawn Entertainment's upcoming Star Wars will apparently have gameplay similar to The Force Unleashed, which makes me a little excited um, because I love The Force Unleashed 1 and 2. So, yeah. I just hated how short The Force Unleashed 2 was. It was the shortest game ever. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know about that. It was pretty short. I think I beat it in like 10 hours. That's not short, Ben. It was when I wasn't even rushing it. Oh my god. Ugh, <laughs> oh, Ben, Ben, I mean, Ben. I expect my Star Wars games to at least be 12. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so, are you excited for Star Wars... I've closed the page now and forgotten the name, the video game. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars Jedi Uh, Fallen Order. Yes and no. Um, I'm excited that Respawn is making it. Uh, As far as it being like the Force Unleashed, uh, I'm hesitant about that. Um, I did enjoy the Force Unleashed, but I thought it was a buggy, broken mess. Uh, but you could crush X-Wings with your hands and be like, yes, no, I you can't. force powers. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, you could have that they one told QT. you you could. Yeah, and you did it one time, and that was the end of that. Um, you could no, it's, flung my problem with trees. it is they always announce these things for Star Wars, and EA cancels none them. Of it, none of it is ever canon. And or it is the Force Unleashed. Well, the Force Unleashed used to be canon. Yeah. And then Disney bought Star Wars and said it wasn't canon anymore. Or in EA's case, gets announced as a single player game and then gets canned. There you go. Um, and we know it's going to have multiplayer because EA has to have multiplayer in their games. Um. So I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm only excited because of who's making it. But other than that, I've I've pretty much given up on good Star Wars video games at this point, oh. like completely. But what about Star Wars Connect? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. I think people who made Star Wars wishes like they pretended I said that. Tim, are you looking forward to the new Star Wars game? Yeah, not really. That sounds like a good reasonable argument to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to the meat and potatoes of the podcast, I think. Uh, sales of box games continue to fall as the Game UK arcs his staff. Well, for one thing, maybe it should put their prices down, but that's another thing altogether. But Game UK has had further job cuts ahead of us, according to GameIndustry.biz. According to the latest statistics, sales of physical bot games are down 8.2% year-on-year, with only dropping by 6% across all retails. I mean, this isn't the first time game has screwed up their money. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when they went literally bankrupt during the PS3 era. Um, and they were about to shut down. And it was wonderful for me because I just walked in and bought everything. Literally everything <laughs> they had. <laughs> I think I bought 120 PS3 games. 
Jesus. Do you know how much it cost me? How much did it cost you? Two whole British pounds. Oh my god. Um, I had like 40 quid in store credit yeah, from over the years. And then with a store credit plus two, plus a gift card of like 10 quid, it cost me like 52 quid altogether. Because <laughs> the games were like 10p, 50p. I think the most expensive game I bought was King of the Fighters 13 Deluxe Edition for £2.50. Wow. Yeah, the rest were like 50 to 99p. It was amazing. I mean, oh no, poor game, going bankrupt. Please, please don't do that again. Uh, until I've got some more money. I mean, oh no, poor game. You know, every time you talk about game, they just sound worse than GameStop. I'd say they're equal, really. I mean, I'm lucky that my game is very good. The yeah, game Scar, but they've actually got good staff. But I hear so many horror stories from other game stores. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, but their prices are stupid. I mean, like, most, you can often find games for like 40 to £45 pound online, but game will sell them for 55 Yeah, it's like GameStop, yeah. where the brand new version is $60, and their used version is 40 or like $1 OS. I've seen that used games be more expensive than new. The new. Uh, yeah, when they have a sale, they won't decrease the price of used games. So you might go in and they'll have, um, I think it was Overwatch, yeah, that had this sale once, where the, the game was 25 quid new, but they'd sold out and their pre-owned copy was £45. <laughs> so yeah, the full the 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 pre-owned was still the same price as normal. They hadn't put that on sale to go with the sale of the yeah new. It's just like yeah, but yeah, I I think the main issue is that people are going. Dig- I mean, the last two games I just bought, which was Spider-Man the Baruto, I couldn't be asked going into town to buy them, because why bother? <laughs> It's going to take the same hard drive space on my PS4 as the digital version anyway. And if I buy mm-hmm. the, go out and buy the, say if I, yeah, buy it the next day, go into town to buy it, I will get home and then have to download an update. If I buy the digital copy, I can preload it before it releases and not have to worry about downloading an update, a surprise update on the, on the release of the game. It's already ready. I just have to boo it up. Yeah. I think preloads are one thing that is slowly killing physical copies with the whole physical copies fully installing themselves on the hard drive. There's no benefit to buying a physical copy. Apart from owning yeah, apart from owning the disc, which doesn't even have the full game on it because updates. So uh. I really dislike having this conversation. Uh, <laughs> um, my problem with digital and physical is they purposely are trying to kill off physical copies. Yeah, that's that's clear because you, like you said, you still have to download the game onto your hard drive, but it just won't run unless you put the disc in. Like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Um. And they do this, I know, because they don't have to spend the money to create the actual physical product. 
Um, they it just pay Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo some royalties to put on their store, and they're good to go, which I'm, is going to be cheaper for them in the long run. It probably also helps with the load times a little bit because it's all on the hard drive. I would have to look through the disc. Yeah, but the problem with digital, Ben, yeah. is that you never know how long you're going to keep it. That's for. true. Essentially, you're pretty much renting the game indefinitely. And if, say, Sony goes under and the PlayStation Network goes down, what are you going to do? Cry and look at my copy of Blocks exactly. Band. And you can never play any of those games you bought digitally again. Yeah. Same thing with Microsoft or Nintendo. Um, even Steam. If Steam goes under, what are you going to do with your 900 games that you bought and you never even played? Uh, <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I never played them, so. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's yeah. to me, is the biggest threat to digital right now. Um, and, you know, again, it's... Like you said, it's the patches and all this crap. It's just the generation we live in where the developers know at this point it's okay to release trash and then fix it later uh, because they know you're still going to buy it. Um, and that's the big problem. Back then... Be- exactly. Back then, if you released a game in the state that 90% of the games right now release in, <coughs> nobody was going to buy your game. Yeah, nobody would buy your game, and then you would be under completely. You're shut down in a week. <coughs> Just um, fuck Hazel, because, anyway. Yeah, because those reviews are going to come out, and you're, you're screwed. Nowadays, when you, we write reviews, we completely essentially just ignore all these problems. Yeah. Because we're so used to having these problems, and we know they're going to get fixed eventually, which is absolute bullshit. Because yeah. you should, if, if we're reviewing a game, we should review what we got. Not what oh, we're yeah, going to get. You not what we're going to get down the line. You should review what the product you have in your hand is, not what the product they dream it will be. Yeah. I don't believe in reviewing games for what it could be instead of what it is. It's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and, why I don't review yeah. games much. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I still prefer I, I I still prefer physical because I know no matter yeah. what happens, I can still put that game in and play it whenever I want to. Like Whereas you with can digital, play Dragon you... Quest anytime you want to. Good game. <laughs> I just wanted to plug Dragon exactly. Quest. Go buy it. Yeah, no patches, no nothing. Yeah. They released the perfect product. Um, I've got two friends right now that have been playing it, it recently. One boy, because of I told them you liked it. Um, Aww. Reese was playing it. Reese was playing <laughs> it, and then Sophie was asking about it, and I told her that Gary liked it a lot, and then she said, oh, when she was in town, she had to buy it. So yes, I'm. I'm just gonna say that you're the reason why she bought it. I'm gonna take that reason. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, for to me, it's it's just. I get the convenience of digital, like like you say, you don't have to go out to the store, or even if you order online, you don't have to wait, whatever. Well, however long the shipping is going to be. Yeah. Like, Amazon gives you two-day shipping, and half of the time I still get it in seven days, so that's a fucking lie. Don't ask. No. Don't talk to me about Amazon. <laughs> I still remember when I bought a cable. Right, this was about two years ago. I bought a, ch- uh, a, a converter cable, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And my mates arrived in two days. Mine took six months. 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it arrived randomly, and I forgot I even ordered it because it was so cheap. It was like, yeah, you know, 50p for the cable, and it just arrived six months later. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember buying this. What is this? <laughs> Why have I got a package from China? <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think it's absolutely bullshit that we, even if we buy physical copies, we still have to download it yeah. onto the hard drive. Like, to me, that's... I remember on the PS3, you had the option to do that on some games to increase loading times, like, install a portion of it. But now it's like you're required. Yeah. So it's like, essentially, the only way I can play the game is by putting the disc in because there's a lock that says I have to have the disc. Whereas I... The whole oh, it's the DRM, isn't it? It's more of a uh, check yeah, to make sure you're still and it. Yeah, and it literally just comes down to how badly both Sony and Microsoft and even Nintendo are just screwing over the fans yeah. by wanting you to buy digital but giving you trash for a space. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, okay, we, they just released in, you know, the 500 million Celebration PS4 with two terabyte hard drive, and that sounds cool. That's like 10 games. not. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm so tired of every time I get a new game, I have to go delete four other games in order just to play it. Like, it's dumb. Like, if you're going to release it, you got to give me at least 10 terabytes at this point. Like, I understand costs and stuff, but if you're forcing your games to be 60 fucking gigs, don't force me to install them if I'm buying the hard copy of the game. Yeah. And they're trying to force you to do digital. But they're not giving you the space to do digital. Like they did with the PS3 when they decided to release that uh um like that like oh well, it was like a slim PS3, I think, and it was yeah. like five hundred megs hard space or something like that. <laughs> it was like super shit. People were like, What the fuck is that? And it cut the price of the system by like a hundred bucks. Well, it's I like know. really all I know is when I get a Switch, I need to buy a big SD card. I see. SD cards is different. SD cards are cheap. Yeah. I wonder if the PS5 you know. should support SD cards. I think it should. Yeah. I think they really need to figure out if they're coming out with the PS5 and games are just going to get bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah, because um, they'll have 4K assets, so they'll be bigger. Yeah, they're probably not even going to fit on the disc anymore. No. It'll have to be digital only. So they better give me a big, massive fucking hard drive that comes with the system. And they better give it to me at a good cost. Yeah. Even if it's not SSD. Yeah, Yeah, I don't care if they have to sell the system at a loss. They don't want another PS3 fiasco of $800 system. I remember that. I bought one at launch. And to me, at launch, it made sense. Yeah. Because you're, you you have a new disc player, a Blu-ray disc player. It's a new technology. And you're using the cell processor, which is a brand new processor you created. Oh, so yeah. I, I understood the cost at the time. Do you know that the but... cell processor cost them all their profits for PS1 and PS2? There you go. And nobody <laughs> used it. It was the most powerful yeah. processor, but they couldn't freaking... Sell it. Have other, yeah, they couldn't sell it to other d- creators. You know, so they're just like, oh, well, guess we wasted all our money, yeah. which you did. 
And now they've got AMD, <laughs> which is a good They choice. got lucky with Blu-ray. Yeah. And that's kind of become the standard for... It's because Blu-ray accepted oh, porn. Oh we all God. know that the... The, 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 the porn accepted Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> We all know that the com- the company the video format that uses porn is the one that wins. Is it that porn is how you win video formats? <laughs> remember? Yeah. Beta versus yeah, no, VHS. V- yep. Beta said, "Oh no, we don't want porn on ours." VHS likes that. Gimme, 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 gimme. You know, video home mm-hmm. sexual network VHS. And. <laughs> God, that sounds old. People say, are going to be sending us emails saying, what's a VHS? What's a Betamax? Uh, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I, found my, awesome. I found my NES recently and my Mega Drive. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, if you're going to go all digital, you have to give me a reason to go all digital. And right now, you're giving me the opposite reasons to go all digital. Tim, do you have anything to step in about this? Uh, I don't know. I I feel like it's going to get tired. But I read something about... It's not just like not being able to use it, but it's it's like a technical lack of ownership when you buy things digitally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess in a way, I know this sounds stupid, but if you ever read your uh, EUL on your on your uh, physical copies, you technically don't own them, own them either. How's that? Um, if you read the, the UL, it's, you've purchased the license to own it, but it can be returned at any time. What, they're going to come to my house and take it from me? I guess. That'd be a lot of money. That'd be a lot of... <laughs> I don't, a lot of doll heads, but I don't think... Yeah, it, technically they could. Legally, they could do that. That's a lot of cost. And it's one of those yeah. things... Like, with a lot of pirating... Um, I know that the... Um, like, the PSP had a similar thing like this. Like, the cost was... Yeah. So high to do anything about it... That they never did anything. So, okay. it was more or less just, like, using it as... An example for future stuff. Piracy, as opposed to actually handling it. Piracy always is a double-edged sword, though. It's both beneficial and, you know, not beneficial for people because once a hardware system gets hacked, people then rush out to purchase it before the new firmware update patches it. So they'll see a spike in hardware sales but a decrease in software sales. Mm-hmm. And as hardware is never really the way they make profit, it's the software... That's the problem. That like, yeah, we can. We've sold a bajillion million PSPs, but only two copies of a video game. Yeah. Because one person bought a copy of it, then pirated it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. It, it it's really interesting how. Uh, not interesting, kind of depressing. Interesting how yeah. the idea of ownership is so um, fluid, yeah. non-existent. I don't know because I mean it works with with money loaning and it works with purchasing things digitally and it and it even works with purchasing things physically. Yeah. Um, the the fact that ownership is so fluid kind of 
is disconcerting. I don't know. It, it kind of makes me not want to spend money on anything. I mean, I do because I'm stupid, but yeah, like just like I, and I guess a good example is Doken. Like, I mean, you know, it's getting away from PlayStation, but it's, the principle is the same. Like a gotcha game, um, it, it works with a another good example. Like alongside that is a uh, a free to play formula. Like you're you're paying to have something featured in a game that probably won't be here in ten years. Hell, even an MMO, I love Fantasy fourteen, but give it like right. twenty years, and my character will be gone. Yeah, and sure, you have it, you have access to it yeah. by spending money to it, but it's not ownership. No, because um, you can't take it with you to your grave. I will take um, it with me to my grave. And I mean, if you really want to get philosophical, like there's really no sense of pure ownership because you yeah. can't own it forever because we die. Yeah. Uh, so, like both ways, there's really a very lucid sense of ownership. Um, yeah, I. I think I'm in a. I think I'm in a crisis now. Thanks for this conversation, guys. No problem. But I love that. <laughs> that was that was very deep. It went really deep. You like that? You like yeah, it deep? You gotta go deep. There's no point otherwise. Hashtag. <laughs> I think I. What was I watching? I I heard something like that recently. I think it was in the first season of American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah. Going. So that's deep? a weird. It yeah. It it was something the uh, um <laughs> the um the maid said. Wow. You can find so, that on Netflix, yeah. can't you? Yeah, Guess so now I have this Netflix. image of, I now have this, I now have this image of of Ben in a, in a maid's outfit, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'll be part Wait, of my Patreon. You just barely got that. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon rewards: me playing Commander Cherry and me in a maid outfit. Yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I would throw so much money at you. Uh... Ben's going to turn into a cowboy. <laughs> B-O-I, by the way. <laughs> I'd have to lo- lose a lot of weight to do that. No, it's fine. Oh, no. You're hot. <laughs> Trust me, there's a market. So I guess now that we've finished talking about crises and then me also being a cowboy, we should go to what we've been playing this week. <laughs> <laughs> Which was me, I guess. <laughs> huh. I you say like this is a bad thing, man. That's true. Uh, so, Tim, you might as well say what you've been playing first. What you've been playing? Yeah, I haven't been playing anything. It's another one of those weeks where I just haven't done anything. That sounds um, like me most weeks. So it's fine. Yeah, nothing. And Gary, what have you been playing? So. Uh, I've been playing a few stuff. Um, I've been playing uh, Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars. Ooh, it has <laughs> VR, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, it does, yes. <laughs> that good, um, huh? I say unfortunately because it's not good. Um, the VR is not good at all. It just feels very tacked on in the worst way possible where 
You you look at Zone of the Enders. If you ever played Zone of the Enders, a nope. uh, one or two, it doesn't matter. It's a fast paced action game. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a fast paced action game. Even though it flows incredibly well between melee and long range combat, most of the time you're spending in melee mode um, because the long range attacks just don't do enough damage. Um, And the problem here is just imagine you playing a melee combat game in first person. And you'll know what I mean. <laughs> I guess. Pretty much the only thing that happens is the the screen just zooms in into the enemy as you attack them and you can't see what the hell is going on at all. Um, you have a small uh, holographic uh, Jehuti on the right side of the screen to show you your animations that you're doing. Um, but it doesn't really help because you're can't really pay attention to both of those things at the same time to what's happening in front of you and well why would you even care to see what animations your character is making if you're in first person um it's kind of like playing a ufc fighting game where you know you have a hologram of your character doing the moves so you can pay attention to what he looks like it just doesn't work very well and the other thing that Zone of the Enders does is when you're being attacked uh, from behind or from the side, there is a ring indicator that appears around him. Uh, and once an enemy gets closer, it starts to turn red and show you where the attack is coming from. And again, this happens on the little holographic Jehuti you have. And you can't really pay attention to it very well because you're in VR and you're looking straight instead and it's like it was incredible that it wasn't nauseating to me but outside of that it's just not very good i recorded footage of it you can go watch it on our youtube page youtube.com slash psu ps youtube right or something like that i can't remember now yeah i don't know what the url is for it just go to psu YouTube page, and I'm sure you'll find it there very easily. Um, but yeah, and literally, that, that's the only good thing that it does is well, it actually doesn't do anything good, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, the cockpit looks cool, but like, uh, Dingo, yes, that's his main name, that's the main character's name, Dingo, he, he just sat, he sits there like a statue like his hands don't move nothing he's just like a character model that's not animated it, it looks terrible okay it's oh. official ps youtube <laughs> there you go there you go um and like when you go into the cutscenes like it takes you out of vr and puts you in a theater mode so you can watch the cutscenes and again it takes you out of the experience so much because the second game has so many cutscenes because it's so story heavy. Like, it just completely takes you out of the experience of VR all the time. And, yeah, it's it's just not a good mode. I would rather have them just put the first game in there and just re-release the HD collection on, on the PS4 rather than have this VR mode. 
because it's not very good. Um, and, and they force you to, they, they tell you you should play on very easy in VR. And this is why I died a lot in VR because I just couldn't see what the hell was happening <laughs> at all. That's, that, that shows you their confidence in their game if they're like, oh yeah, play, make sure you play on the easiest mode. Yeah. At first I thought I was like, okay, they want me to start on easy to get the hang of VR in this game, but no, it's 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 because you can't tell what's happening, ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the game itself, uh, if you're playing it normal, is still fantastic. Um, a, a great story, awesome particle effects. They mixed the, like full 3D character models with cel-shaded effects, and they just look so well. Like the particle effects in particular, fantastic. Um, but they didn't take the time to fix the lip syncing issues with the anime cutscenes. Probably should have done that, in my opinion. But <laughs> yeah, well, still a fun game, but definitely did not need VR. They should have just included the first game with it. Dead. Uh but yes. Other than that. I've also been playing um, Divinity Original Sin 2. It is a good game. It is a well-crafted game. It is not a game for everybody. (laughs) Uh, The best way I can describe it is if you wanted to play an actual video game version of something like Dungeons & Dragons, straight up. Everything that you can think of to do in Dungeons & Dragons, you can do virtually here. Um, quest lines, even side quests, have like four or five different scenarios that, or ways that they can end or ways that you can complete. Um, the game has permadeath. So if your teammate dies, well, technically it's not permadeath. You can revive them, but you can only do it with resurrection scrolls. Um... And they cost a lot of money um, to the point where I couldn't even afford to buy the first one that I ran into, first person selling it. Um, So you can revive them, but most of the time, if you don't have the resurrection scroll, they're going to stay dead. And you have to recruit new party members. So that's always fun. Um, And it also comes down to the fact where... um, like if you if you piss them off enough, they'll permanently leave your party. Um, you can hurt them in combat all the time if you're doing like area of effect attacks, and they'll get pissed off if you like throw a fireball, and they're standing next to the enemy. They'll get engulfed in fire, and they'll get pissed at you for it. And your relationship will, with them will start going down, and they they might leave your party. It's everything you do in that game has a reaction. And it's just insane. It's almost too much for me at this point. <laughs> um, I, I would like some automated stuff to happen, but everything in that game is very manual. And you talk to any random NPC, there is like seven or eight different dialogue options to go through, and you're just talking about nothing most of the time. It's just crazy. So there is definitely a lot to think about when you're going into this. It has four-player co-op, which is really cool. 
Um, I wish I had friends to play with. I would try to go online and play with some people. They were so high level, they kicked me out of the group because I was shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it's a good game, but it's it, it's a game that is going to have you playing for a very, 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 very long time if you want to play that long. And yeah, it's it, it's a good game. I, I recommend it. Uh, the one other thing I want to say about Divinity is the one cool thing that it does that other games of its type I haven't seen done is the use of the environment. And there is really cool things that you can do. Like You can just grab barrels full of oil or poison and stuff like that and keep it in your inventory. And then when you get into a fight in combat, you can then throw the said barrel, have it shatter, and spew oil everywhere, which you then can light on fire and burn enemies, uh, which is really cool. And Didn't they do something like that in the way with the previous Dragon Ages, but you couldn't carry it. But you could, like, if you saw an oil drum, you could set on fire. Yeah, you could. And in this game, it's you can pretty much do like if they're standing in a puddle of water, you can like electrocute that water and with lightning attacks or spells and it'll start electrocuting them. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like it's super in depth and realistic in that way. That's cool. Um yeah, you can like drop traps on them. If you're in an area that has traps that you haven't activated, you can set those traps off and have them hit the enemies as well. Um they just do crazy stuff like that. And it makes combat so fun. Because you don't have to just, you know, rely on hitting the enemy with, you know, your hardest hitting attacks. You can use the environment to get the job done faster if you really look around and see what's around you. Um, yeah, like, like I said, everything just has consequences and reactions in that game. You can, if you steal something in a town the entire town guard is going to be after you until they catch your ass. You can never come back to that town. They remember everything, Ben. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, unless you go or to prison or pay the good. fine. Unless you go to prison or pay uh, the uh, fine, you're, every time you go into that town, you're a wanted criminal in that town. You're screwed. It's not my fault <laughs> I wanted to steal all that cheese, okay? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a key to a door... Guess what? You can just break the door down if you have a character who's strong enough to break down a steel door. Um, if not, you can blow the door up with explosives and just get through that way. Um, nice. There's always a way in and always something you can do that does not force you to do the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And like I said, with the quest systems, it's just it's so crazy complicated. Because depending on what character you have, they might react very differently to how you handle a quest. Um, like, I have a, a thief on my team right now, and she is constantly wanting me to do things the wrong way. Like, oh, let's just steal the keys and free this prisoner and get out of here right away. I'm like, I kind of don't want to be wanted in the town if we get busted. <laughs> Um, so there's there's always there's like four or five different ways that you can go about each quest. Hell, you can even 
completely like there's one quest that I did where I found out um I had this guy stole some cargo of oranges and I can either turn him in to the guy he stole it from who is going to execute him and then I will be able to uh leave the island it was very early on uh, I'm stuck on a prison island and I know he's going to be executed but he's not a bad guy the guy who whose cargo he stole is just an asshole who he's like the only person who provides food for everybody. And he forces them to pay like this high premium prices for food on this Island. So he's technically a really bad guy. Um, or I can return the crate and not tell him who um, stole his crate and then he'll attack me. I, I went through four different saves just to see the outcome of everything that happens. Um, and I found out that if I don't tell him who stole it, then after I kill him, I go back to where that guy was and find him dead because he also hired a mercenary to watch me to make sure I led them to the right place. So he, he had somebody follow me. So this mercenary also killed this guy. So I was, I, I, it was a lose-lose situation for me. So what I did then is I split up my party in half and I went and talked to the guy. I spared him. I took the crate. I killed the mercenary with the other team that I had, the other two members, so that they won't be able to kill him. I went to the guy. I told him, hey, here's your crate of stuff. I don't appreciate that you had this mercenary follow me. He's not coming back and I'm not going to tell you who stole your stuff. But here it is, all intact. Just let it go. This person is never going to steal from you again. And because I killed his mercenary, he found out that I was a more of a badass than he thought, so he just kind of let it go. And it's things like that you can do that's just really crazy. The stuff you can come up with to finish quests. Um, but yeah. That, that's kind of Divinity, Original Sin 2. There's just so much in that game that is going to take you well over maybe 300 hours to experience that game. It's just crazy. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, the only other game I played was... Uh, help me out, Tim. What is it called again? <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, the, 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 the game Dragon that was like Dark Souls. That I was playing. The game that's like uh, Dark Souls. Immortal, Immortal Unchained or something like that. Oh yeah. PlayStation Unchained. Yeah. No, uh, Immortal Unchained, I believe, is what it's called. And oh my god, it's it's pretty <laughs> much Dark Souls with guns. Uh, so you can if you can imagine so that, ball. go for it. No, it's not blood. God damn it! <laughs> I said the same thing when he said that. <laughs> That's because we think. If you play Bloodborne and use guns, I'm pretty sure you didn't even get past the first enemy you fought. Are you kidding me? It's an excellent stun. <sighs> a stun. You don't go guns blazing. But it has guns in it. A lot of games have guns. But anyway, back to Immortal Unchained. <laughs> it's full on guns. Like it has melee, but it's trash. Unless you specifically build a character that does melee. I don't recommend it because enemies will just wreck you at close range. Um, 
Yeah, you're, it's pretty much a story. Like, it has a cohesive story, unlike uh, the Souls games, where you kind of don't really know what's going on. You just kind of have to fill out the pieces yourself uh, through the items you find. The deepest law. Yeah. Um, in this one, it's you, it's like super into the future where um, it kind of starts off with this monolith that exists that can talk somehow. Uh, I haven't gotten to the point what it actually is, but essentially it created the universe. And in its creation of the universe, it created all these planets and all these different races that went to war with each other until one of them was victorious. And this race that was victorious pretty much brought peace and prosperity to the universe. Everything was happy. And then they found out that when the universe was created, uh, the darkness was created. Uh, that's what I call it. I don't think they've given me a name for it yet. So the ripoff um, of Destiny 2. But only with pretty what? much, yeah. And it's been going from planet to planet, killing off races, essentially. And the game starts you off on this prison planet where you're pretty much in the deepest, deepest, darkest area of the prison and you're immortal. That's why you're there. You can't die. That's how they explain the fact that when you die, you just respawn like you do in Dark Souls and all that. Um, yeah, you're immortal and pretty much the, this darkness has reached uh, the, this prison planet that you're on. And that's where the monolith is also at. And yeah, you're kind of just tasked by the guy who guards the monolith to pretty much travel to all these different locations on this, pla- on this prison planet and essentially bring back these orbs that the darkness has corrupted. Um, and it's pretty much these bosses that are corrupted and they carry these orbs. And you're supposed to bring them back. And the more you, you interact with these orbs, the more of the backstory you get to what's really going on in the universe. Um, I haven't gone too deep into it uh, so far, but it's been very intriguing so far. Uh, because obviously, when it, you get a big story like that, not everything is what it seems to be. Um, especially when it comes to the darkness and the monolith and who's really the bad guy and what's really going on. There's a lot of mystery still, and they're just giving me hints and clues here and there. So it's definitely very intriguing so far. But as far as the gameplay goes, like it works. But... But the problem with it is they put you in a lot of closed-in areas where there's nowhere to get cover where you're fighting enemies shooting at you. Um, And there are multiple times where I encountered an enemy who has a Gatling gun in a corridor with nowhere to hide. So pretty much I'm sitting there getting blasted by a Gatling gun because there's nowhere I can go. And I just die a lot. And I die more. Uh, <laughs> so it's okay so far. Um, it has crafting. It has you know the skill points. You collect bits, as they're called, instead of souls. And they're like computer bits or of people's memories, I guess, um, that have been killed by the darkness. So you just collect those and you use those for to level up your character point by point. Um, a lot of different variety of weapons, assault rifles, shotguns, sniper rifles, submachine guns, 
grenade launchers, flamethrowers, stuff like that. So if you think you're into, you would be into a Souls-like shooter. Like, this is a pretty good one, but it's not the greatest. Stay tuned for my review for that. And that's all I've played. I mainly played Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker, and Spider-Man's. Um, I talked about it a lot last week, so I'll just pass it on this week. Uh, so we'll go over to the Metacritic reviews. Um, last week's were Shadow of the Tomb Raiders, which Metacritic gave it a 78. Gary? You were close. We're no, I was right. I was 77. Tim, you were dead on with 78. Yeah, my score. <laughs> Congratulations, that Tim. That we would have shared points for. Congratulations. Tim got a 78. That's two points, right? Yeah, for Tim. Dead on. What game was this again? Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Nice. Good job, Tim. NBA 2K19. Got a score of 85 points. Gary? You scored an 80. I scored an 84. Tim scored an 86. So that means me and Tim share a point. Because we were really close. So... Congratulations, Tim. I said 86. Yeah, you said 86. I said 84. So Nice. And it was 85? Yep, 85. Damn, how can you give a game such a high score when all you get is microtransactions? <laughs> because they just copy and paste last year's review. Oh, God. I cannot confirm or deny this. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil was really close with a score of 99. Close one, Neil. Anyway, this week's game's uh, Transference. Gary, what score would you like to give it? I am going to give it a 70. Tim. Transference? Yeah, the one with Elijah Wood, a.k.a. not the Spider-Man. Hmm. Oh. Um... Eighty-one. I will give it seventy-five. Adam, what's going between us? What about you? Like being in the middle, don't you? Yeah, I like being in the middle. What? What would (laughs) Warface is the other game we're going for? Uh, Tim, what would you give? Sorry, what was the game? Warface. It's about faces of war. Um, I think I'm going to give it a 66. Okay. Gary, what do you give the Faces of War? I'm going to give it a 69. Giggity. And I'm going to give it a 77. 
So to recap the scores right now, Alf, uh, Chris is at 1.5, Alfonso's at 2, I am at 10, Gary and Neil are tied at 10.5, but guess who's in the surprise lead at 11.5? It's, well, it's got to be Tim because he's the only one else here, so congratulations, Tim. <laughs> congratulations, Tim. The leader of the universe. Yeah, the leader. Right. What is the first all, order of business? Where are all your bottom bitches? Wow. <laughs> For now, until next week, when one of us might take over. So. Tim is too good at this game. I'm not even going to win. <laughs> You're only one point away, Gary. So, we'll Still. see. We'll see what happens. Dude, uh, you could have been tied with me if you wouldn't have gotten two points. Yeah, I know. We could have been like the dynamic trio. <laughs> we could have been the, the danger to triangles. Uh, and we could have just <laughs> four people that, that lead if I'd got another point five. Just half a point, man. You just needed half a point. <laughs> oh. So, Gary, have you got any shout-outs? And how can they contact you? You can contact me at Gagwalush and Instagram at G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Um, shout-out to friends, family, you guys for having me on. Fonzie, who's going to join us soon for the anime podcast. Um, Klaus, of course, who missed last week. Uh, my boy Ed, who... Oh, I forgot to say... Uh, he wanted me to correct myself and tell you that it wasn't you he couldn't understand. It was Neil he had a heart. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Ben is pretty succinct. And he also said, uh, why was Tim so quiet? Uh, he didn't sound like he was having a good day. Is he okay? So. Uh, no, Ed, I wasn't having a good day. But well, we love you, Tim. We love you, Timmy. Thank you. Uh, Tim, have you got any shout-outs, and how can they stalk you? Uh, you guys, of course. Or everything. Um, listeners, of course, you're great. Keep us here. For better or worse, keep us here. Um, Fonzie, we'll see you in a bit, but miss you anyway. Klaus, I always... I, these last couple of weeks, I've been chiming into the uh, Phoenix Down Radio podcast, and it's been it's just been kind of delightful, kind of relaxing for a Saturday night. It's nice. So thank you for that. Um, and if anyone wants to reach out to me, it's uh, Tim Borelli, basically on all platforms. T i m b e r e l l i. And when you send invites or requests, please say where you heard it from. Because I've been getting some weird, not I say weird because I don't know who they are. Um, so just say that you heard it on the podcast and or something like that. So I love no, heard you on the podcast. Something just like a hint that it's not just some random person trying to get my information. Because I get those too. I'm sure you guys get those too, where they're like, "Hey, baby, what are you doing right now?" And I get messages like that on PSN. No, those aren't no. random. Those are hot women trying to talk to you. <laughs> oh my gosh, here. <laughs> And by hot women, he means Gary. 
<laughs> okay, if that's the case, then you're not wrong. Gary is a hot. <laughs> yeah, please and thank you. Uh, I, I guess I'll give a shout out to twitch.tv slash Radio. A shout out to twitch.tv slash She Heals Our Tank. A shout out to Averflow Media. They've just started a Five Fantasy Fourteen content magazine. Go check them out. It's pretty cool. A shout out to Phoenix Down Radio with Sarah, Luna, and Klaus. PhoenixDownRadio.com. There's also an arsehole called Chili, but you know you can't have all good people in the, in one podcast. So um, shut your butt. <laughs> A shout out to Fusion X for appearing on this week's Phoenix Down Radio. Thank you for that. And a shout out to everyone who's listening. If you're still listening right now, go give us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or any way you can. Like even on Podbean, just write a comment saying, "Oh my god, what even was this?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just, oh my god, please. Thanks. Also, remember yeah, you that... can just leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, also remember that we accept the review scores as well. You know, review us to zero or five, nothing in between. But screw, screw one to four because you know we're, we're console game reviewers. We don't understand what medium scores are. It's either really good or shit. What's in between that? I don't know. Um, so go follow me at Chili UK on Twitter, C H I L L E UK, or um, send me a message on PSN at C H I L L E. Add me as a friend, whatever. And you can also email at hall at psu.com. So until next week, I think we're wrapping it up like a gift box. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay. Um, so until next week, catch at some more games, I guess. Bye. Where's the stop button?